What's happening, Cowboy Nation? Welcome into another episode of the Previewing the Pokes podcast. I'm your host, Josh Criswell with YO Sports, and we've got a lot to get into today. Cowboys coming off yet another last-minute victory this past time over Northern Illinois. Gave away a 26-point lead, then came back, had another Sean Chambers-led game-winning touchdown drive. So, going to get into all that at the end of the show, but... Before we do any of that, joined right now by a very special guest, joined by Robbie General. He covers Ball State for the Star Press in Indiana. Robbie, you know, it's uh, it's been a unique start to the season for Ball State, to say the least, as far as scheduling goes. You know, you open up with a, a win over an FCS opponent, as expected. Then last week, got beat by Penn State, as expected. You know, um, for you, have you been able to get a good sense of how to feel about this team, or are we going to finally get to see that on Saturday? Yeah, I think the – I mean, for me, I in the first few weeks, I try not to overreact, right? So, like, they didn't – Ball State came out and um, against Western Illinois, and it was tied 7-7 and half, and then – um, Ball State's offense started looking like their offense. They started establishing the run game and, and whatnot. Um, and then they ended up winning, right? Maybe it wasn't the most impressive win uh, against a team that you were favored to win by like 31 points or whatever the spread was. Um, but it, it was a win. And as we saw across college football week one, you know, um, there were power five teams and, and teams across the country that did not beat FCS opponents. So um, a win was a win. Tried not to overreact to that. Last week, you know, some things kind of carry over, carried over. Um, the tackling wasn't the greatest on the defensive end. The offense started off slow, but had some drives against Penn State, just really couldn't find the end zone. Um, so this week, I'm really kind of looking to see what things continue carrying over and what things they can fix because, you know, it's hard to judge against a, a now top 10 Penn State team, you know, whether some of the things weren't working um, because schematically they weren't working or whether it was just because, you know, you're facing off against um, some, some, some big guys over there at Penn State. So I'm really curious to see uh, kind of the response this week um, after a disappointing game uh, last week for the Cardinals. Right. And, you know, we'll dive into this week's game between Wyoming and Ball State, scheduled to kick off 2 p.m. Mountain Time at War Memorial Stadium in Laramie. But, you know, before we do that, let's take a look back. You know, Ball State, you know, last season won their first MAC title since 1996. You know, all, all Mountain West fans are well aware that they rolled over San Jose State, you know, in their bowl game. Um, you know, in your opinion, what's the thing that drove this success? And I, I imagine the bulk of those pieces are back for this season. Yeah. So, I mean, Ball State, I mean, they've talked about this over and over. I mean, last year um, they kind of adopted this Detroit or bust mantra. Um, I think when you go back to 2019, there was a lot of close games and they finished that season five and seven, um, which was a, a big difference from like the two and 10 season um, in 2017, where they were losing by like 40, 50 points against conference opponents. Right. So just a really bad year. And, a lot of the, the super seniors now on this team were freshmen or, or, or sophomores on that team. Um, so they know what it's like to be at the bottom, and that's kind of what they built off of. And um, they, they, I mean, that's what they said, right? They said, like, we know what it's like to be at the bottom. We never want to be there again. Um, so they really carried off that. They, they, last year, um, I think, was, was 2019 was a start. And then last year, um, they just found ways to win those close conference games and, and the defense progressively got better. The offense started to click even without um, a guy in Caleb Huntley, who's now on the, the Falcons practice squad. So they just started piecing things together, got confident. Um, and in my opinion, played their two best games of the season 
um, in the MAC championship and, and by far the best game of the season in, in that Arizona bowl game. I mean, everything was clicking for them. They came out and um, I think shocked a lot of people the way, the way they came out and played. Right. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, that, that two and 10 season, I believe that was early and, you know, Mike news tenure there, um, you know, now I think he's in year six and it, it's safe to say his job security is, uh, you know, pretty solid at the moment coming off of last season. Um, you know, for you, what's the, I guess the most impressive thing in your opinion, just about the way his teams have progressed over these last few years. Yeah. I think it's so crazy when you, when you look at coach new and um, you know, how his, I mean, you talk about the job security, how much it shifted, right? There were people before last year who were very upset with the way things were going, you know, four years in, they're like, when are we going to see results? And I, I don't think those people necessarily saw those 2019 close games as close games that, you know, could have made a difference. And, um, and he just came out last year and, and had the team going. Um, there's, there's been a super, there's been a, definitely a culture change um, within the program and, and guys buying in and there's, there's a confidence and, um, Mike New brought in kind of his own pieces and trusted his staff, like defensive coordinator Tyler Stockton, to bring in some of his own guys as well. And um, they're just gelling. And, you know, I, I covered this team kind of on and off since 2014 when I went to school at Ball State for a couple of years. And um, you can tell just at practice and, and the way the guys approach things, it's just a lot different um, than it was for sure. So, yeah, it's been super impressive just to see the turnaround and um, – Interested to see kind of how they deal with this non-conference slate here um, coming up. They got a tough schedule with with Wyoming and then um, conference game against Toledo and then play an Army team that just likes to run the ball down your throat. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how they respond going in to try to repeat as MAC champions. Well, one guy that's been there, you know, for uh, pretty much the entire transformation is sixth-year senior, you know, Drew Plitt at quarterback. Uh, you know, one of the most prolific quarterbacks in Ball State's entire program history. Um, you know, in your opinion, what's the thing that makes him such a dangerous threat behind center? Yeah, I think uh, Mike New talks about this a lot. It's just kind of like his swagger. You know, he's he's rocking the headband underneath the uh, the helmet and stuff. And um, there is just kind of a confidence to him. You know, he goes out there, and, and I think he's confident and um, – I mean, earn that confidence, you know, um, he doesn't put you in positions a lot of times to, to lose games. You know, he's very smart with the football um, and understands, you know, that when he can get the ball out to a multitude of weapons, like ball state has this year, um, they're going to succeed. We saw that last week in the couple drives that they drove down against Penn state. I think there were six or seven different guys who had positive plays offensively. Right. Um, so yeah, no, he's just been super impressive. Saw him grow a lot um, over the past couple of years. And um, he seemed kind of off these first few weeks. So I'm interested to see kind of how he responds um, in this Wyoming game. Going over the other side of the ball, the defense has, I believe, three players that, you know, were on the senior bowl watch list. So that's pretty impressive right there. But, you know, they've had their share of struggles early on. I think, you know, they they obviously had a little bit of struggles against a Western Illinois team that averaged uh, 16 points a game last season. Then Penn State, I think that was just kind of an inevitability just waiting to happen out there. Uh, but, you know, if you could pick one area on that defense, uh, where would you say the Cowboys should try to attack? Um, yeah, I'm not sure at this point. You know, I think the run run game or run defense was really good that that first week for Ball State. Um, not as great kind of last week, um, but where where Western Illinois really found holes was was deep down the field, and they had one guy Dennis Houston who had like 225 or whatever receiving. Um, so that made their offensive day look a lot better. 
Um, and then Penn State, you know, I think Ball State came in with the mindset that, hey, we're not going to let anything behind us. Um, but in turn, that resulted in a lot of like 10 to 15 yard runs and, and passes. So um, at this point, I don't know. You know, I think Ball State's focus has been in two different areas. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see kind of how they balance that aggressiveness. Um, Ball State is still missing their, their the co-MAC defensive player of the year in Brandon Martin. Um, I, I, he had a procedure, uh, Mike New said, during his press conference last Friday. So he didn't travel to Happy Valley. Um, so they got some some younger guys kind of stepping in who, who did a good job against Penn State. But um, maybe that scenario. But uh, no, I think overall this this defense, you know, they're experienced and, and they're really deep kind of everywhere. So it's a kind of just 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 pick your poison and try to figure out a game plan that works. And I think these past two weeks, you know, both teams that played against Ball State figured out some of those holes and they were different. So, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see if Ball State is going to have more focus on keeping everything in front of them or uh, playing a little more aggressive and, and playing downhill. All right, last one for you. You know, uh, Ball State looking for its first FBS win of the season. You know, uh, I guess if you could just close us out, give us your score prediction for Saturday. Yeah, I think I think Ball State is going to come out and um, I think their offense is, is going to kind of come out with a little fire under them. I don't think the offense has been clicking these past two weeks. Um, they look good in the second half against Western Illinois. Um, had a couple good drives, but I think the focus this week is really about finishing um, some of those drives. Um, and I know uh, Wyoming is kind of a, a balanced offense as well. So I expect a little bit of a shootout here. Um, Score-wise, I'm I, – I'm taking Ball State, but I'm 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 thinking both teams are going to be finishing in the the upper 20s, kind of 30s, maybe 40s range. So um, I'm expecting some points. Um, I, I am interested to see also how how the defense kind of responds as well for Ball State. So um, score exact score predictions, I don't have any. Um, I'll take Ball State here um, and and the offense to to kind of find its groove a little bit this week. You just heard from Robbie General, covers Ball State for the Star Press. You can find him on Twitter at rgeneraljr. Make sure to give him a follow for all things Ball State this week. Robbie, really appreciate it. I hope to talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. You just heard from Robbie General of the Star Press in Muncie, Indiana. Now, as we do every week, going to close things out by taking a quick look back, followed by a look ahead at this weekend's game. And we'll do that by answering a few questions that I've been asked throughout the week. First and foremost, the thing I've heard the most about was what happened to the defense there in the second half. Really dominated the first two quarters, held Harrison Whaley to negative three yards at halftime. And then it all just kind of started coming off the rails midway through the third quarter and well into the fourth. Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing and one thing that Coach Bull and the players have talked about, you know, uh, when speaking to the media on Monday was there was an issue, you know, with tackling and also with run fits. Harrison Whaley exploded, had, I think, 182 yards in the second half. And Northern Illinois was able to erase a 26-point deficit in a span of 15 minutes. So a few things that really stood out to me. One was that the defense really dominated for, I would say, about 80% of that game. You know, you look at Northern Illinois' rushing production in particular, had 154 of their 244 rushing yards come on three plays and you know you take away those three and the defense held them to 2.6 yards per carry problem is that all of those three plays led to touchdowns if I'm not mistaken so you know a big thing that really happened there obviously there was some tackling and run fit issues as the coaches and players mentioned but another thing too that I think really hurt the Cowboys defense was the snap count really got up there for the defense during a span there in a few minutes in the third quarter Northern Illinois strings together an 11 play 75 yard touchdown 
touchdown drive, probably the most successful it had been on offense all day long. And then you follow that up, very next play, Cowboys turn the ball over on a backward pass that resulted in a fumble. Huskies score really quickly. Wyoming goes three and out on the next possession. Northern Illinois goes on a 70-yard touchdown drive. And it really seemed like the Cowboys just never got their feet back under them on defense after that. A lot of plays in a short amount of time. So it'll be interesting to see how they manage substitutions if they get in a similar situation this week. Another thing I've heard a lot about is where has Trey Smith been on offense? You know, he's a guy that we heard a lot about all throughout the spring and fall camp. Obviously had a really strong 2020 season. Finished seventh in the Mountain West in rushing, despite being the Cowboys' number two back behind Mountain West leading rushers Xavier Valaday. But we haven't really seen him all that much this season. Only seven attempts to the first two games. Didn't see him until really late on in the season opener against Montana State. Got worked in a little bit earlier last week, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward. First off, the bulk of these carries are going to Zazavian Valaday as expected, and Sean Chambers is obviously playing a big part in the running game. And then also after that, Titus Swins really emerged. You know, he sat out the 2020 season. But the year before that, as a freshman in 2019, had 337 yards and a touchdown and limited action. And obviously, we know how the Cowboys feel about his explosive playmaking ability by his presence in the kick return game. So, you know, we saw from him last week especially, really had a strong showing, had a touchdown, 54 yards on the ground. He's averaging five yards per carry so far this season. And we could be seeing a lot of him because the coaches love that home run ability, which I'm sure that's one of the factors. But another thing, too, is Maybe the coaches are rolling him out a lot earlier and a lot more this season because Trey Smith had a full year last year. You know, Titus Swin, you know, he, he's gotten in there these first two weeks, but it's really been about two years almost since he's been really playing football aside from these past couple weeks. So it's uh, something to keep monitoring, but I also don't think it's a huge issue or anything like that. I mean, for this team, as much as they love to run the football, they're going to need three solid backs to carry them through this season. And fortunately for them, they have exactly that. Final question is what has impressed me the most through the first two games this season? There's a couple things that have been really strong bright spots for the Cowboys. One of them, obviously, Chad Muma, showing why he was named to the Buckus Award watch list this summer. Just absolutely been all over the field. Has 21 tackles already, three tackles for loss, a sack, a fumble recovery, a blocked punt, and an interception returned for a touchdown. I mean, he's leaving no doubt that he is one of the top linebackers in the entire country. I think he's He's well on his way to being at least one of the top two or three favorites for Mountain West Defensive Player of the Year. So going to be exciting to watch him continue to grow. But for me, I think the thing that's impressed me the most uh, has been on the offensive side of the ball. Sean Chambers back and fully healthy at quarterback. You heard a lot about him last year and the growth that he had taken heading into the 2020 season. Obviously didn't get to see any of that with him getting hurt on the third play of the year. But the thing that's really impressed me about Sean so far this season has just been his development as a passer, you know, completing over 57% of his passes. Might want to get that up a little bit, but honestly, I mean, that's pretty solid, all things considered, especially whenever you factor in what he brings in the running game. I mean, everyone knew what Sean Chambers could do as a runner, you know, heading into this year. Had 894 rushing yards and 12 touchdowns in his first 13 career games. But, you know, for him, and I think the thing that's most promising for the Cowboys, even with a couple of scares to start the season, is just how efficient he's been in the passing game. 
400 yards on 57% passing and averaging 8.2 yards per attempt, the most the Cowboys have had in years. And probably more than anything, just showing up in big game situations. I mean, leading back-to-back game-winning drives the first two weeks of the season, on those two drives, 124 total yards and two touchdowns. So not just is he producing for the Cowboys, but he's producing when it matters most. So those are really promising things to see. Missed on a few deep balls last week out at Northern Illinois and the week before, but I think something positive to keep in mind is that these deep balls are missing long. These aren't underthrows. These aren't throws into cover. So what it is is it's a missed deep ball. It's an incompletion, but it's not resulting in a turnover that ends up being a huge swing of events. So, I mean, aside from throwing an interception, I think on the third play from scrimmage this season, he's been about as flawless as you can ask a quarterback to be behind center. So really excited to see how he grows moving forward. Obviously had a huge day from Isaiah Nayor last week, three touchdowns, 100 yards from scrimmage. And then Aiden Eberhardt just continues to be a solid guy for him. It seems like every single time there's a third down, I'm looking up in Aiden Eberhardt's catching a pass for a first down conversion. He leads the team in receiving with 120 yards on the year. So excited to see what those two guys continue to do moving forward. Now it's time to close out the week with my prediction for Saturday's game. I'm going with Wyoming winning another close one, 31-27. I think the offenses are going to get going. I think the defenses are going to make some key stops whenever they need to. I think it's going to be a fun game out there at War Memorial Stadium. Ball State's probably at least looking at the full past two seasons bodies of work i think they're the toughest non-conference opponent that the cowboys have definitely the toughest one they have left with a pitiful yukon team awaiting them next weekend but i ultimately think the cowboys come away with it one area that ball state struggled a little bit this season is in the secondary you look back at their first game of the season against fcs western illinois gave up 367 yards on 70 percent passing and you know as good as the cowboys have looked lately in the passing game i like their chances to go out there and exploit some of the holes in the secondary well that's all i got for you today thanks to everybody out there that listened you've been listening to the previewing the pokes podcast and make sure to go to yosports.net for all of your cowboys football coverage this weekend also make sure to subscribe to the yo sports podcast i'll talk to you next time